What is up, y'all? This is Devin. That is Biker Mike from Mars. We are your blue-collar philosophers. And if you didn't know, this is the podcast. This is the podcast. Where we podcast from. We do so much podcasting. Exactly. And if you want to know <laughs> what this is about, if you want to share what this is about with people who've never heard the podcast, refer them to this first 30 seconds of this podcast, and they'll know exactly what we do. Yes, they will have a firm grasp on everything that is this podcast. Exactly. It's a podcast. Yes. Where we podcast from. Welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back. I do not like being away for two weeks. Oh, I couldn't imagine. From, from the, the act of being here and podcasting. Yeah, it's... it's you don't notice it until you're not doing it, and then you're like, shit, I miss doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting and hanging out and just watching somebody else drink whiskey and just all those things. All those things. <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you now. You know, when you put I've enough of a... this in a glass, you, um, <laughs> you, you get a little torquier. <laughs> yes. I'm sipping off a very, very nice aged blend of <laughs> hydrogen and oxygen. <laughs> yes. It's, uh... Ah, oh, smooth. 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 It's, it's, it's a... It's a uh, yes. What do they call it? A house blend? Or a... No. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, there's a word. House wine. It's, 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 pre, a, it's, a it's house. Pre-trans, pre-transfigured wine. Ah, uh, yes. Ah... Uh, you ever see that one where it's got Jesus? Um, he goes into the restaurant, and it says, "Yeah, it's a table for twelve. It's a table for thirteen and uh, thirteen waters." Wink, wink. <laughs> I'll have a virgin vodka, please. <laughs> vodka on the rocks. Hold the vodka. Yes. <laughs> Asking for ice. <laughs> of course, I am. Absolutely. D- okay, here's something that happened uh, when we had our when I had my kid. We had him in the new hospital. Yep. And they have an ice machine there. I swear I went out of my way to have kids so that I could have their ice. It was so good. I'm like, I don't, honey, Why is I their know. Because it's, it's from, I don't know, just some kind of machine. It's got the right amount of oxygen in it. You can sit there and just crunch on it, and it just never ends. It's a, like a bottomless pit of ice. I went out there and just went by the cup. I just get a giant cup of ice and it kept doing it and I know she was like honey I'm having the baby I'm like yeah one one minute easy easy I'm still halfway through my glass of, of crushed water yeah <sighs> turn my head, headphones up um so yeah no I, I do feel like I went out of my way to have kids so that I could have ice there it was great <laughs> all right we're gonna start by talking about your trip yes because we have we've been avoiding talking about it You've been back for a couple days now, and we got to hang out twice, and we haven't uh, talked about it because uh, we're saving it for y'all. For y'all, exactly. We don't know. We no longer do Mike and I get a friendship. No, we, we have to put our our friendship on hold. We'll talk for about content sake. We talk about really racist stuff <laughs> off the podcast, though. So you wouldn't believe how much he um, hates uh, the, the ghost in n- the sheet uh, comment. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about uh, ghosts being ironic and be like, oh, at least uh, self-deprecating ghosts. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I hate ghosts that just take themselves too seriously. Like, yeah. if you're going to haunt me, have a sense of humor about it. Like, put a fucking sheet on or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but, but they don't want to get canceled. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I mean, no, like, the KKK took that from us. I don't even think the ghosts want us. to be <laughs> They don't want to be affiliated with the KKK. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, I wish we could, but I, I, I won't do it. <laughs> Just won't put a white sheet on. <laughs> oh, this um, shit we talk about. Yes, but no, we we do maintain a very good friendship and have lots of conversations <laughs> that you guys don't hear about. Oh, I feel it's bad not all about It's not all about you guys. Like, seriously, eco check. Fuck. Yeah, but I do feel bad because we do have such great conversations that I'm like, oh, we're, we're throwing away gold here. Like, we have something, we have a really great topic, and we'll be talking about it. And be like, well, it's gone. It's like a pretty leaf that falls into the stream and then floats away. And gets shat on by a dog. I yes, don't know. <laughs> eaten by a duck. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what ducks eat. <laughs> Other ducks. Ducks are assholes. Interesting. Have you seen their teeth? Have you seen their their, their screw screwdriver penis? <laughs> corkscrew corkscrew penis. <laughs> ducks are vicious AF. <laughs> like everyone likes to think that nature is like perfect and well balanced, and oh, it's like oh, nature's so beautiful. It's like no, fuck you. It's really not. Oh man, like when when I was down there in uh, in Lewiston, I went to a park, like. Uh, it's really, really pretty park. There's a, a back eddy from from the big river there, and so I walk up there. I'm like, oh man, this is nice. You know, green, green leaves everywhere. The grass is still green. It's still summer. Yeah. And look, I'm like, oh frick, there's a whole flock of geese, like like 20 feet from me on the beach. They haven't noticed me yet, so I just kind of like hung out there watching them. And then a whole, then a flock of ducks came in, and they like saw the geese and they curled back to the other side of the of the back eddy and plopped in the water. And they were all just sitting there staring at each other like it was a fucking gang war. <laughs> like, the Crips and Bloods. <laughs> Wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, like the geese started honking, <laughs> and the ducks, were, you know, the ducks were quacking. Like there was, they were talking shit. Huh. Uh, so you're, you were saying that the geese were there first, and then these... <laughs> These foreigners came from abroad and tried to oh, take over were, the territory. They territories. were Canadian geese. Oh, they were Canadian geese. They were 100% geese. Canadian geese. Oh, so, I was like, so they were squatters. They were squatters. <laughs> squatters. Yes. Do, do Americans call them Canadian geese or they just call them geese? No, they're Canadian geese. I, I know that everyone says that. that they migrate. Oh, I learned shit about migration. It is not as old as we think it is, like the understanding. How, how long do you think they've known about migration for? What year, approximately, do you think they discovered what migration was? Like, did, did they discover, or did geese discover migration? No, or people? no, people discover migration. Like, what was going on? I don't really know. I think it was around the 1200s. Like, Aristotle thought mm-hmm. that they were crustaceans. He was like, oh, they turn into crabs. In the winter, and they go into the water, and they come back out. And it's like, there was a That's certain awesome. level of, they don't know what they are. <laughs> they don't know what's happening. They don't follow them long enough, and the only where way... They, where did all the birds go? <laughs> yeah, everyone discovered, and it's like, oh, they just, they, they turn into crabs for the winter, and they go into the, the water, and that's where they go. They or I don't know, some really fucked up, weird theories. And do you know how they discovered that it was actually migration? Is a hunter shot a bird down, and then he realized, oh, this one's got a spear in it. Oh, a spear from Africa. So the, they they were like, like, he didn't know where the spear came from. He just mm-hmm. saw like some kind of weapon or something into the bird. And so he took it to his smart friend, and <clears throat> he was like, oh, this is in Africa. What? And they knew what season they came back. They just didn't know where they went. Like, so I have a hard time buying that because it's like, it's pretty freaking obvious that there's a whole flock of birds moving one direction. 
At one time a year. At one time a year. And they're moving the other direction six months later. You would think that. <laughs> but I think we stand on the shoulders of giants in a lot of ways that we're like, yeah, obviously. I, obviously it's that. That or Aristotle's just kind of fucking crackpot. <laughs> there was a lot of crackpots after him, too. That's the thing. He wasn't <laughs> the only one. A lot of people had a lot of theories and they were all very out to lunch. See, like, sometimes, like... You gotta trust Bushman more than more than philosophers. <laughs> Just, yeah, you need the guy who's like, no, every single year I hunt them the same spot. They come to my waterfowl, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I went down to my neighbor two hundred miles south. Same thing, except a day earlier. <laughs> It's just this idea that we, we assume that that the elders or the old people back in the day uh, knew more than we did. And anyways, it was it was quite an interesting uh, discovery listening to this guy. And he had a thing for Aristotle. He called him fucking Aristotle. Because Aristotle had this thing of... Uh, it's, it's called a halo effect. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumes that you're good at something because you're good at one thing. Yeah. Just like pretty people. Pretty people, oh, they got to be smart because they're good looking. Turns out, no, they can be just as retarded, if not more so, based strictly on the fact that they're good looking and very little is expected of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like uh, not Thomas Edison, but uh, was the guy that discovered gravity and stuff? Newton. Um, Newton. Newton, yeah. Yeah, Isaac Newton. Also fully believed in alchemy. <laughs> yep. Like... Like, that was just an automatic thing. There's just... Obviously. He believed you could take certain elements and do stuff to them to make them other elements, like turn water into gold. Yeah. If you had the right... If uh, you had the right formula, the right machine, the right... Cooking at the right temperature. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Keep cooking. <laughs> you know, they fully believed in that. Yeah. There's so many weird things. Uh, something about water. They would, like evaporate water and then or steam it or something like that and there would still be some kind of residue left over and they had to figure out what it was and they were calling it like vapor I don't know they were distilling water essentially yeah distilling it like making it evaporate and mm-hmm. there would always be something left over no matter how much they did but it turned out it was just science sweat like the people who <laughs> were doing the experiments sweat a little bit and there was always residual because it can't soak that up mm-hmm. so it was I just i guess there'd also be there could be salt in the water or mineral content or something oh, yeah. like that right yeah that it was just would be invisible to them but science was very stumped by it for a long time they're like oh it is absolute water or i think it was dark water or something like that they had some weird name for it they were like they they made it very special and then somebody else just looked it's like no it's sweat <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions that we have of uh old science and that's where you ever watch that um documentary uh game changers no. It was all about vegetarians and how the greatest warriors were all vegetarians. And if you do this, if you had a vegan diet, you're going to be way more healthy, way more competitive, and just better in every single way. And it makes you a better person. Of course. <laughs> of the, course. There's the added moral benefit. <laughs> yes. And they were like, they were talking up veganism like it was the greatest thing ever. And it always was. And we only recently discovered meat. I'm like, no. Gladiators were slaves. What do you feed slaves? Cheap stuff. Whatever's available. Even if he's a very high-valued one, you're eating the meat. <laughs> Gladiators aren't warriors. Yeah, they were most of the time slaves, and there were some. Yeah, there's some that got good at fighting, or maybe you were a disgraced warrior, or maybe yeah. you were somebody that went there and it was like 
feeding lambs to the slaughter. You had a bunch of crippled slaves that you could go and cut mm-hmm. up, cut up with your foreman, and be like, "Ah, oh, I'm a big man. I'm a good. I'm a good warrior soldier." <laughs> but the, the, the soldiers were off fighting wars. Yeah, they were actually doing stuff. Um, well, another thing, the post-talk uh, Christianity, where they were like, "Oh, they killed Christians in the Colosseum," and it's like, "No, they weren't martyred. They were declared Christians." After they were killed in the Colosseum, so they would kill them first and then declare them Christians. <laughs> so they weren't actually being martyred. Are you saying that there weren't martyrs? I'm not saying there weren't martyrs. I'm not, not saying that. I'm saying a large majority of them were not martyrs. They were declared Christians after being killed. Yeah, I mean like a witch hunt. Yeah, well, they were just like, oh, <clears throat> like we're, we, they didn't want to seem barbaric. They didn't want to be like they didn't want to look at their government as 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 barbaric people. It's like no, these were all Christian people. They all went to heaven. Don't worry about it. It it made them just seem better than they were. But no, because they didn't believe in heaven. They were a pagan society. Like it, that wouldn't have been like no, oh, they were Colosseum. Colosseum. They were adopting Christianity during the uh, the the later years of the Colosseum. They had adopted Christianity into the Roman uh, theos. Okay. Yeah. But they then they wanted to seem more compassionate while simultaneously giving people what they want. People want games. People want entertainment. Our modern day UFC is great. And then you got bare knuckle boxing and stuff like that. People yeah. love that shit. And if you got a Christian okay. who does it. So right but, but, so right then there. You're boiling down the whole thing about Christians being martyred by the Romans to uh, one part later on in the history. Yeah, it not got kind of convoluted. Not at, the, not at the front end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the front end. I don't know about those ones. Lots of it. <laughs> La- lots of killing of peoples. But they, they, would perse- they would persecute anybody. Heck, if you, were, if you were another, if you were a, I don't know, what did they have for Romans? What did they have for Roman gods? They had a few. Yeah, they had the whole pantheon of them. Yeah, so if you were just the wrong kind of Roman at the wrong time, they'd be like, you, you're up. It's your turn. You For the games. For but the games. that's not, like, the games weren't the be-all, end-all of martyrdom. In fact, there was a small, mm-hmm. small slice of it. Like, yep. Most martyrdom is just good old-fashioned going in and killing a bunch of people in their beds. Yeah, just for there's fun. Not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of showmanship to it. <laughs> That a lot of people they 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 always want the showmanship of being martyred. If I want I was going to be killed for my religion, I want to make sure everyone sees it and everyone knows what I stood for. And it's like, nah, you're gonna, you're going to be snuffed out like a candle in the night. You're, they're going to have no idea that you were, or or you're just going to be the 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 brunt end of a mob. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's not just Christians. Look at the Uyghur Muslims. And uh, do you, you got to say Uyghur Muslims, or is, it, or is it assumed that they're Muslim because they're Uyghurs? I honestly don't. Is that know. like saying Muslim Muslim? It might be. It might be. Anyways, the Chinese Uyghur Muslims being persecuted in China right now as slave labor because of their religion. So don't think, oh, Christians are the only ones getting persecuted. No, everyone does. Do you ever think that teenagers back in the day, you're like, I get persecuted from what I believe. It's like, no, you get questioned. People don't believe you because they don't know that your faith is authentic or not, and you don't know whether it's not authentic. So you're just being questioned. You're not being persecuted. No one's like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with you because you're a Christian. It's like, nah, eh, you're just oh not fun to be around. Yeah. <laughs> you're a it's bit like, of a tool. Uh, 
persecution is a big word here. <laughs> you don't have any right to use it because people don't like you because you're a dipshit. <laughs> you're just kind of an Nerd. asshole. <laughs> yeah. If you were less of an asshole, maybe people would want to hang out with you. You don't. <laughs> and I was the asshole. Uh, well, actually, no, I was pretty cool. I was. I'm not saying I wasn't an asshole. I'm just saying the, the cool kids were all. They were all right with me. I didn't get invited to a lot of the parties. Well, no, I did after. Yeah. After after high school, I got invited to a lot of parties. It was weird. Because they were like, hey, Mike, want to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So you were <laughs> that weird guy after you graduated or after you left high school hanging out with all the people still in high school? No, 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 no. We were all out of high school at that point. <laughs> oh, okay. I just stayed in contact with some of my friends <laughs> just, after high like school. That has a whole lot of... Uh, that was, yeah... Oh, what is that? The vibes of uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The I love thing about becoming old is all the women stay the same age. <laughs> I keep getting older, and they stay the high school girls. Yeah, high, high school, school girls. girls. <laughs> it's like that's awkward, dude. Yeah, but then you gotta listen to them talk. And high school kids are dumb. No offense to anyone under the age of eighteen that listens, but you don't fucking know a lot right now. You'll learn that as you get older. Yes. Says us. Who Says us. Spout random non-fact check bullshit into microphones. Yes. The shit we don't know. <laughs> trust me, you'll learn it. And then unlearn it. And then relearn it again later. Uh, Scratch that. Trust us. Trust us. Trust us. Don't, don't, don't check. Don't fact check. <laughs> Just trust. Just trust If us. you had enough faith in us, and we'd be if, right. if we disagree about something, we're both right. We're both right. <laughs> no matter what, is the point is you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, oh, how did we get on this? I from don't ducks? know. Oh yeah, fucking the geese, the geese, and the ducks having having turf wars over in America. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay, sorry yeah, about that. The, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, the trip. Yeah, it was. Just, it was a good old fashioned like station wagon like road trip. Yeah, you sent me a picture of one of the roads that you could go on there. What? How many turns was it? Okay, yeah. Oh, so where we went to was to visit my wife's family in Lewiston, Idaho. Yeah. So that is... What's the address? It's... I'm going to dox rich. <laughs> like, I, like, I fucking know an address. <laughs> Google Maps told me where to go. Yeah, pretty much. Like, send me your pin drop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll route plan digitally. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> Lewiston, that, you, that, that, that's enough. That is enough information. You should be able to find his family. Exactly. Uh, so you they're, the, they're the white ones. <laughs> Everybody's white there. It's, <laughs> it's the Northwest. Come it's on. the Northwest. It's like five black people. Um, so you went there, and there was one road. How many curves? Okay, so there's this old highway that used to be the highway down to Lewiston. That used to be the highway. That used to be the highway. Huh. So Lewiston itself is a small city at the bottom of a big gorge, which makes our Peace our Peace Valley look cute oh. by comparison. Oh really? Yeah. So it uh it's got like everywhere from there is uphill. Like you have to go uphill or you're just riding down by the rivers. Yeah. So to go uphill there's this huge big grading switchbacks. It goes like it's like two thousand feet of elevation change. Okay. And now, of course, they've got a big four-lane divided highway that's like just like long ass 
you know, straight stretch, big yeah. sweeping curve, and then another long ass straight stretch, and then you're at the top of of the thing. But it used to be this one road they called the Old Spiral Highway. Old Spiral. Yes. And when I say spiral, it really feels like a spiral. Oh, really? <laughs> it's. Yeah, because I mean, you're not obviously physics. Like, you yeah, can't I was go gonna around. be like, wow, you can't go around in a circle. Just keep you, taking lefts. But you just you keep doubling back. You keep doubling back. You go around a hill and then double back, and then like it's insane. It's sixty four curves in seven point five miles, <sighs> and from the from the mouth of the road to where it meets the highway at the top is two thousand feet of elevation change. Wow. See that the, the picture I saw the picture, but I, it never does it justice. It never does it justice. No, it doesn't. How did hmm. and paved beautifully? Isn't that the weirdest thing? Like not a not a frost heave, not a pothole. Oh, that's something I like about America. Yeah, and the 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 corners are nicely banked. Oh, really? So you can go up that thing like it's a racetrack. Oh. I mean. You got to be careful because if you override that road, you're going for a long ass ride down the hill. You're not just going to catch the next road and like in Mario Kart, like just the Rainbow Road and Mario yeah, Kart. Yeah, it'd, okay, yeah, it'd be like Rainbow <laughs> Road and Mario Kart. Yeah, if you hit it just right, you fuck. <laughs> Except if you don't, you you fucking die. Unlike Mario then, Kart, where you get another chance. Yeah, the guardrail, the guardrails, though, total joke. They're just big posts. <laughs> along the side of the road with the they should with, they should make with them like middle with a long, fingers with a long like, cable fuck you yeah, and the, the posts have a long cable from post to post so if you go off the end you're just you're catching that cable and just going front <laughs> just, flips front flips forever. just gone that's <laughs> yeah. so funny they should make they should make the post look like middle fingers like this is not goof this is not for you this is for us we have cameras this will be entertaining as fuck oh yeah <laughs> It was so much fun. I did that road like four times. Oh, really? Because it was only a 15-minute ride from my from my in-laws' place. A 15-minute ride to it. To How it. long did it take you to actually do the run? Because uh, that level of so, ins and outs and corners, 7.5 miles. It took me 15 minutes tootling up it the first time. Yeah. It was about, you know, it's like eight miles, right? So, you know, just... Going pretty good, but responsibly. I yep. did it in about 15 minutes. My shortest time was nine. Wow. Yeah. Going going down at one time, I had curse on the back, too. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's not short, too. She like that, that would change the way the bike handles on so many levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the only time like I, I went down a hard timing it. I went up it the next day with uh, my brother-in-law, like he had his own bike. Yeah. And we went up it and I was riding the shit out of my bike. Yeah. Trying to keep up to him because he rides it. He's ridden it every day, basically all summer Yeah. on a crotch rocket and on this really, really sweet little, uh, it's not little cause it's big, but it's a, a dude, like it's a high. Hypermotard type of type of thing. It's a, it's a supermoto bike. Okay. Built by Husqvarna. Yeah. And that thing's just ridiculously fast. Really? Did Which, it sound like a chainsaw? No. 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 Okay. See, so, I, I, anytime you say <clears throat> Husqvarna, I just imagine a two-stroke chainsaw. So you look at it and it looks like a big dirt bike. Yeah. It's, I saw the pictures, yeah. Yeah. It, it's basically a big dirt bike. But when you look closer, you're like, okay, these wheels are like crotch rocket wheels. Yeah. They're 
big wide like great wide rubber on it low profile yeah and like i took it for a drive and i was like oh this is not what i expected at all what were you like okay were you expecting like low torque and and yeah i was I was, I, I was expecting like okay some some low end torque here a little bit of grunt you know but it would be like it'd be like a dirt bike like mm-hmm. another dirt bike that i've ridden yeah but no it was like sport bike fast wow like but with instantaneous torque because it's a single cylinder engine what the one 700 cc single cylinder engine just one soup can just sitting there rocking the whole thing yep and like it's like you crack the throttle instantaneous go and you think like okay like a dirt bike like wing and then it's kind of yeah. like powered out sort of thing you know and then you but no it's just it just keeps going like the pinch weasel yeah or sorry, <laughs> uh, it's a two, it's a 1998 yeah. Honda CBR 900 yeah, we, RR. We, we, we nicknamed we, motorcycles. We, we pick, yeah, we picked up this uh, this old Honda Crotch Rocket for a it's buck a, a CC. A, yeah, <laughs> it was a 900 CC sport bike, which is damn near a leader bike. Yep. Uh, it, that that bike's just stupid fast, but so it felt like that. Yeah. So when when we're on it, like I'm on my bike and I'm just like. Like I've got the throttle twisted all the way till it stops. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like flick of the wrist and he's like mm, gone. Like he's just. That's insane. It, it is insane. Five speed, four speed? Uh, it's a, it's, it might even be a six speed. Oh, like, really? It's, it's like. It abs- had an overdrive. Yeah. Oh, like okay. it's a, it's a hundred percent like a road going drive chain. Really? Because I know most of those, most, <clears throat> I don't want to say most, some of those hyper bikes, they keep them low low torque just to, or, or lower gears yeah. so they can. Well, that, that thing will do 130 miles an hour. Wow. That's awesome. <sighs> I'm jealous. All right. And you said that wasn't even your most favorite road. No, it wasn't. So there that, was another was, road. Yeah. So that one was like super technical and awesome fun. And at the top, you got this just like spectacular view. Yeah. But my favorite one was one that, so Lewiston, it sits right in like the pie shape between two different rivers, like where it's a, it's a river called the Snake River, tees into one called the Clearwater River. Okay. So you go up that Snake River to up a place called Hell's Canyon, and you're just riding this gorgeous road along the along the river. It's aren't those the best? Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it's again super curvy. It's not quite as technical as the spiral highway because you're not doubling back so hard. You don't have the bank things. Like, you can't ride it as hard. Yeah. But it was just picturesque and awesome, and he and I still, like, were retarded. Like, so it's a 35-mile-an-hour speed limit on that road. Yeah. And well, on our... What did you feel like you could have done it at? <clears throat> how, how, your feelings? Well... You have a lot of feelings. On our way back, we cross paths with a with a cop who is going the other direction from us who came around a corner we didn't see him obviously it was around a blind corner and so he started yelling obscenities at us and and pointing down waving telling us to slow down so there there was a deer ahead or what was there a reason <laughs> god hates a coward come on the the reason be being, a pussy yeah so in in that 35 which in kilometers an hour is roughly 50. Yeah. We were, we were doing 80. That's miles an hour. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 fuck. 
80 it was, miles. That's, um, uh... It was... It's a lot. One of those things where Pat looked back, and he was just... He, he kind of looked, and then he looked forward, and he disappeared. <laughs> it's just, like, fuck this noise. <laughs> we like, ain't stopping for shit. <laughs> Uh, and so I'm trying to catch up to him, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking this heat. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, you don't want to take that heat, but you can't keep up with him either. Can't keep up with him either. But at the same time, I'm like, you can't run a cop. <laughs> there's not not a chance in hell that cop was turning around to chase us down that road that fast. No, not a chance in hell. But yeah, I. Oh, when I tell you though, like that the bike I was riding wasn't rosy. It was. <clears throat> It was my freshly fixed uh, Suzuki. Suzuki Intruder 1400, which yeah. by all accounts is a slow motorcycle. Like it's, it's more about the fun, the feel, the rattle. Yeah. Classic cruiser. But I tell you, man, I was riding that thing on the damn limit. Yeah. Like, cause it's suspension sucks balls. <laughs> it's so sketchy. Like when I come up to a, to a, to a curve. And I'm slowing down f- twice as, as far ahead as where Pat is slowing down for, for a curve. Yeah. And, like, just barely taming it enough to, to take the bank for the next thing. It's, the suspension's bouncing all over the place like oh. it's a horse under me. <laughs> Do you ever feel like the more you ride other motorcycles, you're like, oh, I need another bike. <laughs> just Especially riding something like that Husqvarna, I'd be like... I need some, I, I need another one. Yeah, I mean, the, the thought definitely crossed my mind. I mean, and he offered, like, do you want to take my Triumph Crotch Rocket, like, for the for the day? What kind, what kind of Triumph Crotch Rocket was it? The, uh, what was so it? So it, it was, uh, it was a 675 triple. Uh, okay. It was, uh, which one was this one? It was the naked one. It didn't have the fairings. Like, you know, yeah. our buddy Stretch, he had that one with, like, that one Triumph Cross Rocket, the gold, yeah, one, the, 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 gold. Da- the, the Daytona, yeah. yeah, the Daytona. It was that same bike without the fairing. Oh, <clears throat> like, that's a, that's a lot of. Fr- I find fairings they do strip a lot of friction <laughs> off the front end. Yeah, so I, I feel like sometimes you throw you throw that extra friction, it slows the guy down, but you can only slow down so much. Yeah, so I I was thinking about taking that thing out. I would have loved it. I would have had so much fun. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I just got this bike back up. And, like, in these hills, like, this is a classic easy rider territory. And, like, in my mind, it just felt... Felt better to be on a cruiser. It just felt so romantic, (laughs) like, to be riding this slow, loud, rumbly bike that rattled and... Like you see in like the, the chrome angled bars gleaming in the sunlight in front of me. Like that just felt right. I was yeah. like, I, there's like, I know I'll go faster on this bike, but at the same time, like. I, oh, you'd be I so wanted... worried about everything else too. It's like, okay, what's around this corner? Your nerves would not be as chill on someone else's <laughs> bike. I mean, on someone else's, like so... if you're a little more worried about what is underneath you you're a little more aware of the, i would be more worried about fucking up their bike not a chance that bike would have outperformed everything i did on that one without breaking a sweat oh really i would have been so much more fast <laughs> on that bike i mean because like i've spent time on on yeah you rockets. spent you've spent time on rockets too, I, so. I spent time on crotch rockets like it like that wasn't a thing it wouldn't have threw me at all in fact, I even sat on it and I was like, it's a very comfy one. Like it, like it felt ergonomically fantastic. Yeah. How fast I was riding on my bike scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Cause I was, I was overriding it. Like not just riding it on the limit. I was overriding it. Oh really? 
yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, and it's so damn sketchy. So even though I was so much slower, because, like, Pat was doing all the stuff on, on his bike just effortlessly, right? And yeah. I'm sitting here, like, I feel like I'm trying to tame a bucking Bronco. And that turned into the fun. Yeah. Like, how shitty my bike is turned into the fun because that's where the danger was like, oh, that one freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't think people understand that the per- imperfections <clears throat> of a motorcycle is what make a motorcycle great. Everyone thinks you need a perfect motorcycle to have a good motorcycle. No. No, you, it, the imperfection is what makes it so fucking awesome. Just <sighs> the flaws make it perfect. That's just my opinion, though. I think the Japanese or Chinese have some kind of saying about that. It's a perfection of imperfection. Something like that. Something like that. But it it needs to work, right? Oh, yeah. You can't be so shitty that you're, like, terrified. Yeah, I mean, riding that bike like a sane person is not terrifying at all. No. It's it's very pleasant. Like, it's got plenty of punch, and it it handles handles reasonably well for an old cruiser. 1,400 cc's on a naked frame. There's nothing to that bike. It doesn't have all the... It doesn't have bags. totally felt gutless compared to that Husqvarna with its one cylinder half the size of my bike. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that weird? (laughs) The way that they engineer these things to just do all this. Yeah, it just felt so gutless compared to that. But at the same time, like, just the rattle, the rumble, the... The sound of the pipes on D-Cell, like, seeing, you know, my mirrors kind of clatter and stuff like that. Like, all all of that is a certain amount of symphony to it. Yeah. That, like I said, is romantic. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like you had a great trip. So you uh, took your time going <laughs> there, took your time coming back. Like, you did yeah, like, like me, I said, it was, a... it was a classic, like old time you look in the movies like when like the family gets together and they're like hey we're going on a road trip and like as you go you're having experiences and when you get to where you're going like it's just a part of the overall thing like yeah the destination while being the main course i guess yeah. wasn't the whole dinner that wasn't, wasn't the whole point of what it wasn't we the dessert doing. it wasn't the appetizer it was like okay this is a meal but there's, there's other parts to it where what was your longest leg? Because you guys didn't get that far. I was like, oh, they're going to be in America. You know, it takes one day to get there, two days maybe. Well, one day to get the first um, leg, second day to get the second. Our longest stretch kilometers-wise would have been from Kelowna to Lewiston. Okay. Yeah, that would have been the longest. I think it was something like 650 kilometers. Really? I didn't realize it was that close. It was less than 700. Wow. It's really weird because you just get so used to <clears throat> Well, I put down, uh, what did we do? Man and I put on 1,000 kilometers on our way back in, in one day, and it was on the motorcycle. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and I've done that too. Like, we believe me, like, Carissa and I have done turn and burns all day long our whole marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it frick, like, her family used to live in... In, uh, North Dakota, wasn't it? Or yeah, South Dakota? North fucking Dakota. Yeah, which, which is, is way less fun than South Dakota. Y- really? Yeah. Because I've seen some pictures of North Dakota. It looks, North North Dakota, the Badlands, it looks pretty badass. The, the Badlands are okay. Really? Like, I think Wolverine kind of just blew them up for me. I was, yeah. I just can't believe, because North Dakota is right on the border I've, of Saskatchewan. I've, I've been to the Badlands. I'm like, 
Yeah, but it's, I've, I've, I've seen that before. What blows <laughs> me away is the fact that it's right on the border of Saskatchewan and Manitoba and right there. And trust me, brother, it damn well feels like it. Like, the Badlands are such a small percentage. Oh, really? Of what North Dakota is. Uh, it's like just the tip. Just North, the tip. North Dakota. Just the tip is, noth- is nothing. exactly. But Manitoba and Saskatchewan continued. So it's just the tip and the then only, after that the you're only, just getting fucked. The only difference between Southern Saskatchewan and damn well all of North Dakota is there's more windmills. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, now now I have no no desire to go there. I'm like, oh, I'm good then. No, I, I'll <laughs> say right now, I mean, like, I really, like, the people there are super nice, salt of the earth, but fuck North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live there, great. If you're, if, if, if Fly you're over geography, if you are the long. land itself, fuck you, land. And, <laughs> and to get there, do you know where you get to go through? Fucking you get to go through the worst parts of Alberta. You get to go through southern Saskatchewan. Which? That's it. That's it. You are running straight roads the whole way, and it's a long-ass way. So when we went to go visit her family there, it was like, all right, I got night shift, you got day shift. You just get fucking get her done. Yeah. Isn't that the way it is? See, I'm a get her done. I'm a get it done driver. I'm all about just, hey, let's make miles, let's make miles. And Amanda is the... Hey, we should stop somewhere. Hey, look at this scenery or whatever. And I'm just a fucking giver, which, you know, it's, it's tough for her because she loves to, she loves driving. It was like when we went to, when I met her and I went down to her grandfather's funeral, mm-hmm. it was her idea to take the motorcycle, not mine. She wanted to enjoy the trip. She was, well, not, not even enjoy the trip because she'd enjoy it more if she could sleep and Technically, she did take a little nap here and there, but... <laughs> what I mean was she wanted to enjoy the experience oh, yeah. of she, travel. She she loves the experience, the, I did this, and she gets to say it. Yeah, I yeah. rode all the way there, because never, we've never done that together. I've done it, you've done it, and she's she's gone with her family. We've taken the vehicle down there half a dozen times, yeah. and yeah, that's one thing. But to say, no, I rode the back of the motorcycle all the way there. Now she mm-hmm. can say she did it. Yeah. And she's done it like she she was very confident and we did it in one day. A lot of people they take their time, they'll go halfway, they'll they'll go most of the way or start yeah. the trip one day and then finish it the next. Just like finish the work day, hey, we'll go as far as Prince George and yeah. get a hotel. Which I mean in like in a lot of ways makes sense. Oh yeah. It's logical, it's safe, it's comfortable. But she was like, No, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to get a hotel. Yeah. So, yeah, with our deal here, we were like, no, we're taking two weeks off and we're only going to be one week or less in on location. Yeah. The rest? Can you give me the, the foig? That's a foig. Just a little. A little, a little hair on your chest with that one there. That's right. But yeah, like we wanted like a classic road trip. Yeah. Like ones that she remember, remembered when she was a kid. Like it was like, okay, let's, let's go out of our way to like do kitschy shit. Yeah. Or let's go out of our way to take the most scenic way, even if it's out of the way of the most direct way to get where we're going. Yeah. Cause we don't care about how far we're going to make it today. 
Uh, and the thing is, you had you had Mac <clears throat> with you too, so you got to like really like let him experience these things that yeah, exactly. Most of the time, it's no, maybe next time. Oh, maybe next time. Like every time you do one of yeah, these drives, but like with so a, a part of the part of the whole thing with with doing this trip is since since I started to the charter like the club. Yep. Every single vacation day was consumed by that. Yep. And like I made the best of it by often taking family with me for things or trying to make it work or in some ways just often just leaving them behind. Yep. And and, and it was so, easier to leave them behind too. Yeah, honestly. 100%. So much easier to to leave them behind, so much more fun, not because of their apps, just because of trying to make it all work with 20 other people while maintaining the family <coughs> dynamic, dynamic of it yeah it, it's just it, it was it, it became more work, work than it was worth you're yeah. like man i love you so much and i don't want to disappoint you but because i love you so much i am taking away from what this experience could be yeah. and it's, it's, it's frustrating it is super frustrating you, you, you feel like you're doing both poorly yes you can't do and, and by doing yeah, exactly. Doing both poorly. And it yeah. really sucks. Yeah, so it was like, damn it, like, we, we need to do a real family vacation. Yeah. And, like, just drink it into the max. <laughs> and, like, I was hoping, like, it wouldn't be a disaster. And I, was, I wasn't I was disappointed. Like, it, it was just yeah. fantastic. It was, Vehicle it ran was, good? Yeah. Fucking it was great. I, 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 when I heard that you had some issues with your van, I'm like, oh... That sucks. Cause well, we weren't taking that anyway. No, we, you weren't taking that. You weren't going to no, be taking that. We, we we said like the second we had the idea of going uh, to Lewiston at this time of year, we're like, oh, it's going to be warm there. We're bringing a bike. Yeah, like, it, there was no other option. Yeah, bring it it's for, both for her and for you. Yeah, like when a. well, the thing is when you get the when you get the green light from the wife, it's just great. It's like because deep down you want to take the bike. You're like fuck. Given a choice, I'd do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course I want to take a bike. Yeah. And, like, of course, I didn't get to ride it for the road trip. Like, we brought it there to have as our toy yeah. while we were down there, which worked out because Lewiston is biker's fucking paradise. Was it tons of bikers there? Tons of motorcycles? There's a fantastic Harley dealership there. There's an Indian dealership. Like, there's lots of bikes around. <sighs> of, Sounds nice. Yeah. And, like, the roads, like, every direction you go is fantastic even the stuff in town because mm -hmm. like i said lewiston's built at the bottom of a valley and they just build roads on dry creek beds so it's just following the land it's not follow it, it's, it's not it's not a grid it's it's following the land everything follows the land oh fuck that sounds gorgeous and all of the land is made by water and water makes curvy shit yeah that's right <clears throat> path least resistance right like and so that's just what everything was like <sighs> It, it was just fantastic, and like next time I go down there, I actually have, I have a, a bike road trip that I'm gonna take from there. Yeah. That's gonna be like a two day thing, going uh, from Lewiston to Missoula, Idaho, that uh, goes over a place called Lolo's Pass, and that, from what I see, and what I've heard from people who, do that trip, yeah. is like just absolute fantastic ride. Hmm. But that's like a six-hour ride. Yeah. 
So it's like, okay, I'm going to Missoula, camping the night there. I'm going to head back. So next time I go down, that's what I'm up to. That's what you're up to. You're going to yeah. make it a little longer trip and make it, make it go know. somewhere. I might just be down there and be like, okay, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Honey, this is your family, not mine. <laughs> but I'm taking your brother with me. There you're a problem. <laughs> oh, and Pat would, as long as Pat had the time off work, he'd be like, yep, bye. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, oh, I'm super happy that you got to do that trip. That sounds awesome. So you got you got to do all the Nietzsche stuff with the kids. You got to just hit up the... Uh, which way did you take on the way down there? Uh, we went down to Jasper and then over to uh, Valemont or Valemount. And from Valemount down to Kelowna. Yeah. And in Kelowna, we hooked up with Nigel. Yeah. You guys remember him from the podcast? Yeah freaking solid guy if you don't remember him be sure to listen to our building our very first building brotherhood featuring nigel drapa drapa drapio drapadoo yeah so i went down and saw him we did uh dinner we bombed around on our bikes in downtown Kelowna. oh my gosh <sighs> nigel He's so, ri- he was riding like a bat out of fucking hell apparently so we got done dinner and nigel's like Hey, Cursa, I mean, this is after, like, also, like, an hour of hanging out, like, walking downtown Kelowna, the waterfront, going to see the boats and the yachts and stuff like that. And it's so already, real boring shit. It's, it's already, like, 10 o'clock. And so it's, like, it's time to wrap up. And Nigel's, like, hey, Cursa, like, do you mind if I borrow your husband for, for a little while? Like, just, I, I could really go, use to go for a good ride and... And you know, have a have a heart to heart. You Nigel using the heart to heart. You betcha, solid brother right there. Oh, solid. Fucking, like he knew talk about want, talk he about knew a your solid heart. wingman move. He knew your heart, and he's like, I, I got you, man. I I know deep down you want to ride. Oh man, and my and my wife, bless her heart, she was like. She laughed because she knew exactly what was up. She's like, "Go, <laughs> go, have fun. Try not to be too late." That's so funny. So we hop on the bike. Like, all right, Nigel, where you want to go? And he's like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, let's just go for let's do a quick rip, you know, and sort of things." So we're think, thinking of where to go. He's like, "Oh, we'll do the the West Kelowna Road." And I don't, I forgot how long the West Kelowna Road oh, is. Oh, it, it's got some, it's got some miles on it. So it's not a short one. And of course, like we're already at the point where we got to go like around over the bridge even to get to. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we hit up we hit up the West Kelowna Road, and it is hitch black. Yeah. That road is as curvy as anything I rode down south. Like yeah. it's Is is it's an amazing biker road. That's it's it's just renowned. Mm, pardon me. But there's, it, but the pavement's rough. Yeah. Like the, the pavement is rough. There's crazy hairpin corners. Lots of blind corners. Lots of blind corners. And the one thing you don't notice when you ride it during the day is there's no overhead lighting anywhere. <laughs> Forgot about that. So <laughs> Mostly because we rode it at daytime. It's only what you see by your headlight. <laughs> Is, is what is illuminated. And because of counter steering, you are constantly pointing your headlight the other direction. <laughs> and so Nigel, like I said, riding like a crazy person. Okay, well, okay. I asked you this and I never got a straight answer from you. Okay. You said he was riding like a crazy person where you had to slow down. I realized you were having some mechanical issues. Well, I didn't but... realize it at the time. Because like, I'm just, I'm just there trying to ride this. I realized like, okay, we can't do this bar to bar. Like, yeah. Like oh no, we, that's not a bar to bar road. We we did it for about twenty minutes bar to bar. Yeah. 
and then it gets to this point where the shoulders go away because it's, it's just too tight. Yeah. And then my side of the road kept having these like six inch frosties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, I'm last time I rode it, I was on the, I was center. So no, I was back. I was yeah. in the back in the center. Yeah. And that, so. that jacked with me too. So I was like, okay, I got to back off. I can't keep, I can't keep in the pocket here. Yeah. But I mean, I was still acquitting myself well. Like I was right behind him, not like stretching way back. Yeah. Kind of like, like we were last year, like right it, behind. Yeah. Uh, like I was like right on his tail, just not bar to bar. Like it was still, if he went down, I was fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, of course it's different though. Like it's different than riding with Pat as a crazy person because Pat as a crazy person is riding on a very capable motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> and Nigel is riding on... A late two thousand clapped out Harley yeah. Road Glide. I'm sorry, but that thing has been just clapped out Road Glide, right? Like he's got he's got like plenty of jam. Like it really is like got grunt to it. Like it, yeah. it out drags my my intruder really? for sure. Yeah. Okay, like it like it's so, but still, it's similar power, similar vibe, similar power delivery, right? Like you feel connected. You feel like you're in the pocket with Pat. It was like. It just, it felt really disconnected. Yeah. Because he's on just on a whole, it's like, it's like a spaceship compared to like a locomotive train, right? Like it's just, it's just, it's two different things. Yeah. It may may have two wheels and an engine. That's about where the similarity stops. That's where it stops. Yeah. It's like trying to ride with, trying to ride with somebody on a race bike, like in pack ride. Like it's, it's just two different things. They're geared differently. They feel different. Like it doesn't feel good to be doing one or the other. Okay. So with, with Nigel, it felt. Good, similar things, but he's still a crazy person. Okay, but this I, is I, where my question landed: was was he? Do you think he was riding beyond his skill skill level to a certain point? Because I know some riders where they will, they they are fucking insane, but they're not insanely good riders. Okay, he was doing exactly what I do. Okay, which was riding on the limit of his bike's capability. <laughs> That's good. That's that's a good that's a good pocket to be in. However, like his talent level has gone so it's just skyrocketed. He's gotten so much better. So much better. Because I remember the first time you rode with him and and Steve, and uh, him and Steven were, they were like Devin's a madman. <laughs> where mm. you were taking him to school, where this one you could see where yeah that, those those lessons have come in handy where oh, they he, have he's, now he's leveled up to the to the point where like it's like it you know apples to apples like he's he's as far as I consider like, like he's a great rider damn like, good God. Good. That's awesome. I'm super happy to hear that because I, I was terrified because I know guys. I, if you follow me on Facebook, I got a buddy, and I posted him in a, uh, in, in a tag of letting that one friend ride your motorcycle, because. But like I, he makes you nervous. There's some guys that they ride, and it's like I, I well, okay. you're gonna I fuck will, my I bike. I will tell you that any normal person riding with with Nigel will say, "You scare the shit out of me." Yes. But we're not normal riders. No, no, we're not. We 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 push these old hunks of metal to their absolute limit. And like it's like we said earlier, like there's something fun. There's something fun about riding bikes that shouldn't do this to their limit. Even yeah. though, of course, if you hopped on a better machine, you would be faster. Yeah, but that's <sighs> this. It that's like those people who like oh, but my sports car. It's like I know your sports car can do it, but my sleeper ricer piece of shit. Can, can almost do the same thing, but it has to work for it. And having to work for it 
really does make a difference. Uh, it does bring me to one of the topics I do want to talk about eventually. N- the next one that we're going to yeah. be doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the so, working for it aspect. Anyway, yeah. So just, but I did have moments where I was like, okay, this feels extra sketchy. Yeah. And that concerned me because the last time I rode this motorcycle, I dumped it and broke a couple rips. <laughs> so I went straight from, for straight from so, fixing it and a, driving a it to gun your shy. place <laughs> to doing this stupid motorcycle yeah. trip with, with Nigel. And of course, this is like middle of the night. I didn't think we were going to be out this long. And when we get 50 kilometers down the road... And I'm like, oh man, this is taking a while yet. So we pull over. I want to see how far it is to get back yet. It's like, oh, it's another 50 kilometers to the end of this road. Yeah. And then from the end of this road, I still have to go through Vernon all the way back to Kelowna on the other side of the lake. That's right. I was like, oh, frick, I miscalculated this. <laughs> it didn't seem that long the first time we did it. You just fucking do it. Like you because were thinking. We never, we never had to double back to Kelowna, right? No. We were just like, we were, we were on the way. We're like, oh, this is just another way to get further yeah, south. A more scenic. So I didn't really have a comparison of what it meant to get back to someplace there. So I just thought like, oh yeah, this is another, and With, this isn't just a, like a long detour we're taking. We're coming, but it is a long was detour. It, okay. Is it the West Kelowna? I, th- I thought it was called the West Okanagan Lake Road. That, I think it was, it might be, it might be West Kelowna. I'm either, not sure. either way, there's only this, one. <laughs> like this road left me flabbergasted when I rode it last year with you. I, I almost couldn't speak at the end of it because you're riding it for so long, so hard, just and so fun. Just like it was, it was, it was damn near perfect with everything that was going on in that moment. At the end of it, I'm like, I almost couldn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is an odd thing for a guy who loves to talk. <sighs> oh, but I, it's not as fun in the dark because part of that experience is the sights. The sights, the, yeah. You know, seeing the lake and catching the views and the vistas. But like this was just pure terror, and you know, like keep try keep the bike on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Focus. It's focus, fun. But focus. It was hyper focused. Yeah. It's, still, though, I got to the end of it, I was like, I don't feel all the way good about that. Like, man, like, does this bike suck more than I thought it did? Because it doesn't. You know it's a good bike. Like, I know I know it's a good bike. I know it's a handful, you know, because it's just, it's old tech all the way around, and it's a cruiser. Yeah. Like, but, like, something fell off. Yeah. And I just, I honestly just thought, like, oh, this is just the, the, the gap between Rosie and this, because I've been riding Rosie all year. Yeah. Which is a big, big motorcycle. But you, hand, you wouldn't handle so amazing though. Like the the suspension. Do you, about do you think you awesome. could have handled Rosie as good as you did, even even your 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 even the Intruder on that road as good? Yeah. yeah. Really, it's, it's that much better. I didn't realize that. It is like the the suspension and the brakes. Is, is, that is one of the biggest problems with Suzuki is the fact that if they put out a product, they're like, all right, we're going to do such little changes to it that it's going to make no effect. Yeah, because this, this bike was designed in the in the mid-80s. Yeah. And not a screw has been changed on it up until they discontinued it in 2009. They, they added a gear. Yeah, they added a gear, <laughs> a halfway, gear. Th- halfway through the production line. So there's that. Went from a four-speed uh, yeah, four to like, a five-speed. It, it was a bike that was designed to compete with with the Harley Evo engine. Yeah. And and it did that well. Yeah. 
but it's been but left, then, it's been left behind ever since, right? Yeah, like but then the, the like Evo this, they stop making are, the Evo and they're like, no, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, this this thing is is like is it's like a living relic, like like an alligator hasn't changed since dinosaur <laughs> times. Like, is that kind of vibe, right? So the Valkyrie is just it's just way better all around machine. Even though it's heavier, I could ride that bike faster on those roads than I could the Intruder. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that, but still, it felt wonky. So went took it down to to Lewiston. Like we, I, like I said, we were hauling it there, right? I took it off yeah. the ride with Nigel, but we loaded it back up. And in the daylight, I saw real quickly what my problem was. <laughs> How bad was it? So I was. I was going to go for a ride on the spiral highway, but I'm like, I don't think I have time to, to go do it. Like, I just need to do a, I just, I need to get on the bike and do it. Just do a quick toodle just to get it out of my system. And then we have family things to do today. Yeah. Then I didn't get to ride every day. Yeah. But so I took it for a, for a little rip and I was like, Oh yeah, that wonkiness is back. And then I look and my handlebars, I could wiggle them like this. Uh, <laughs> like, he's doing so, the wave with his hands, left, right, left, right. Like a full, full, full. You can't see it, so I gotta say yeah, it. So, yeah, my my handlebars while I'm going, I just wiggled my hands like two to three inches on each side, and they flopped around, and the wheel kept going straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to do it's that. It's called cruise control, but I, I so don't I'm think like, it's how it works. It's <laughs> like that. Very, very much explained why it felt so sketchy because when I pushed the input into to do a counter steer, right? Because like you you push on the bar in order to to tip it down into your corner. Yeah. And every time I do that, it's like just instantaneous slop. And then on the back end, trying to straighten the bike out, it's just slop. Sa- it's, same level. Yeah. Well, I guess double. I guess would be because you're you're compensating for the slop on one side and then the other. Yep. So I was like, okay, alrighty then. This is a problem. I'm. Sure as hell glad I didn't do that spiral highway with my bars like that. Because so you took a look and they just were not as tight as they should have been. So, like I said, we put that bike together just like the week before taking this trip, right? Yeah. And me and this and buddy, the guy that you work with, like we're we're doing it. And, and I'm kind of following his lead on stuff. I'm throwing him under the bus on this one. Fuck, fuck it. He, Ro- <laughs> Robbie does not listen. We can call him Robbie. Right, Robbie. So I'm throwing Robbie under the bus on this one. So we're putting the risers back on, right? And yep. so he's in charge of torquing. But part of why we undid the risers to begin with is because uh, we had to figure out if my handlebars were bent. Because like when, I, when we looked at the bike when we were kind of getting it fixed up, like one of the the risers was a little kicked a little different yeah one of the risers was kicked differently and it like we thought it was a one piece riser why is it doing that either the bar is bent or the riser is bent and then we realized oh no there's a secret scene here so it's like the risers are disconnected from the bottom of the clamp right it's not okay. one piece Ooh. sorry you're itching yourself like a sorry I'm getting used to having a mesh in front of my face <laughs> Last last episode did not sound as good, so I felt like yeah. I needed to distance myself. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 bottom clamp piece, which is a one piece thing, it's got a big bolt that goes through it into the actual riser that goes off the triple tree. Yeah. And we realized that, like in going down last year, like the torque kind of like slid those things around, right? So that the elbow 
oops, the elbow <laughs> being twisted one direction with yeah. what was pulling the one side down. So we got it up and straight and like I was kind of holding it straight so that it looked where it was supposed to be and Rob was torquing the stuff down. Yeah. And we got it torqued to where everything was finally where it should be. And we're like, all right, plop them on. So using the, I use the word torque loosely. <laughs> tightened. He tightened them. Yeah. So after Not torqued them, tightened. Tightened after, and torque are two different after things. After a little bit of riding, and again, it's a very vibey bike, it must have backed out those those bolts. So he didn't, he didn't <clears throat> use Loctite then? No. I, I got to give him some kind of, he doesn't, he's a, as far as I know, he's not a big Loctite guy. <laughs> I, I am becoming more and more a Loctite guy the more that I <laughs> yeah, ride like, motorcycles. Look, look these things, they just vibrate so much, these V-twins. Oh, they do. And I love V-twins. See, I'm a, I'm a child of V-twin. I, something about a V-twin. I, I, I understand that, that V-fours and flat sixes and inline three, inline fours and all these, all these motors are great and everything. But they don't belong on cruisers. They, on a like, cruiser, you want a V-twin. It is, really is something. But like, I tell you, like on, on these other bikes, I love these other engine platforms. Like yeah. I like experimenting with the different engine power deliveries and stuff like yeah. that. But if you're going to have a cruiser and you want to feel like you're riding a motorcycle, the V-twin, V-twin is the most feel you're going to get. And that's just my opinion. Not the V4. And I've ridden V4s. I've ridden but flat that, sixes. That's because what you grew up on. That's the first thing that you experienced was this. I know. I know. And I, I, and I, so I recognize I mean, like, there's my bias. Obviously, there's implicit bias there. Yeah. But I can't get rid of that. I really can't. Like, it's just, it's going to be there. And the more I learn about them, too. And I'm like, okay. I un- the thing is, I understand the flat six is better. V4 is better. Uh, inline fours, better. Everything is better than the V-twin. But but I like the V-twin. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's. I guess there's a great video online about it, the feel, the sound, the just the di- everything, the design, everything. I just enjoy more the theater. I'll just call it the theater. The theater of the V-twin. I just love. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> you can't argue with feeling. I can't, I can't argue with the feeling, but I will say like with my Valkyrie with the flat six, I love the feeling and the sound of it. Oh yeah. Like it's not, it's not your dad's gold wing. No. Like I love hearing the whistle of the supercharger at 3000 RPM. Unless you're, th- unless you're, go- unless your dad's gold wing scares the shit out of you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I love it's open pipes sounding like a Ferrari when I crack the throttle and you know, all that stuff like that, like the riding that thing on like big winds, big, long sweeping curves, like at, at 140 kilometers an hour when it's just sitting right at the top of the power band, like not the top, like right at the entry point of the power band. Yeah. So you can just tip it in a little bit more and squeeze the throttle a little bit more. And it just, like, I like to feel that, it's like riding the Suzuki to get power out of it. You're you're using the throttle like a shotgun. Like I'm like shift, bam, wind, like bam, just, just, just hit pull that, it, hit that throttle like you're like with a shotgun. You slap the trigger, right? Yeah. You don't squeeze it like a rifle. And the the Valkyrie, if you try and and do that, it, like uh, if you try and do that like that slap with it, it just it just doesn't work right. So you just 
you just squeeze the yeah you like motion it like like you're squeezing uh you know the trigger for a rifle and it just winds up and then it just goes like getting the just the the feel of it down it's like yeah. oh there's it's a whole different it's a whole different like I different than but but equal to i the think that I is the best explanation i've ever heard put into it is a, is a difference between a shotgun and a uh, and a rifle. Yeah. Uh, that really, it really is. Wow, you just made a. I think everyone understands. Well, if you know guns, yeah. So if you, you understand if you try, it perfectly. If you try and shoot a rifle like a shotgun, your your shot's going off. Your shot's. You're not gonna have a good time. You're not gonna have the results you want. It's not gonna. Yeah, your precision not is work. not there. Where and you try and you try and use a shotgun like a like a rifle. And again, it's just off. It's not yeah. what it's designed to do. No. You're going to miss your shot. You miss your chance. The bird's yeah. gone. Because you because of your lag, right? You're, you're <laughs> yeah. That is a great... Oh, good one. I like yeah. that. Let's continue to use that. Yeah. Really anyway, good. so my bars rattled apart <laughs> while I was riding His it. bars be fucked. <laughs> but luckily, luckily that, uh, that bolt that was backing out was inside the clamp so that like the top clamp and the bar held it from going out any further than it was so my bars were just going to come off they were just sloppy as all get out yeah took the bars off tightened them down problem went away and yeah. then i was able to ride it like an idiot again nice i'm glad i'm glad to hear it <sighs> sounds like you had a good trip i it were... was best vacation i've had in a long ass time oh yeah yeah. I can only imagine. I, as you all know, I got to tr- I got to record with Travis, and which was I'm glad. Oh, I don't know. I love Travis, and so bro, bro, love. No, no homo. No homo. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Travis, and I was glad that we were able to record something that we could release because I'm like, man, I do want to have him on. I do want to hang out with him. But the first time we had him on, um, we all had Western. we we got a little west. We all got a little Western. We all just, we forgot that we were recording and we're like eating pizza and wings. You're not supposed to eat on a podcast. We, like the fact that we drink almost, it, it does, it does cross a, a certain level of professional line. No, but we this were was, fucking. This was just a whole nother level. We should get wings. And, hey. <laughs> and and with, with Travis, like he's got so much history and backstory there that oh. you got to be really careful <laughs> about it just do you want to go to prison <laughs> what's what's the statute of limitations on this I don't yeah know. <laughs> so with that being said i'm glad i got to record with him i've been working while you i listened to it i listened to it today i was like oh man i get to listen to my own podcast without knowing what i'm, what I'm going to hear <laughs> do you do you ever do you ever get resentful that every single time you're not on i point out that i'm better than you <laughs> that oh no i don't know i i trust that our listenership is insightful intel- and intelligent <laughs> to, enough to know that Fuck that is you. just you projecting your weakness uh, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. I'm fine with that. Uh, so I got to do that while you were gone. I... I enjoyed listening to it. I was like, this is a conversation I'm actually glad I wasn't there for. Just so Mike could just cut loose and, and talk fighting with Travis without me, the unknowing plebe, <laughs> being like, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you I like, the, I they, like should do, they should do weigh-ins. I, I don't like I them. like watching I do UFC. like them. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, it was a lot of fun. And hopefully, uh, this weekend we have time. I really do want to record after. I've got a martial arts tournament. Uh, when this gets released, it'll be already done. But yeah. we're hoping to record immediately, well, shortly after. Uh, yeah, I want your fresh thoughts on what it is thoughts. getting back into competition. Like, oh, right after. I, I got so I, many thoughts right I now. I want there to either be, like, the high of glory <laughs> or, like, I the fucking crushing, hate this. or, like, the crushing, like, ego death. <laughs> Of disaster. I, have, I, I wanted to sense it. I want to taste. I have thoughts right now, but we don't have time. <laughs> we do have time, but I think this one has run its course. It's run its course. And, <sighs> I just want to say to all y'all out there, do a fucking road trip. Yeah. Like, take some time to go somewhere and do some some kitschy shit. You'll have fun. Uh, they're always Clink. fun. That's the thing. People always forget. So, um, where are we at? Oh, we're at 108. All right, that's good. That's that's our normal time. That is our normal time, and we got to record another one here. Hopefully, bing bang boom. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to let you just put it out because y- you're back, brother. I'm happy to have you back. I am. God bless, and do not be a dickhole. Music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is a guitarist, producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers.